Shalom Ubrach, we are up to Mayyid Koton Daf, Chov Zayin. Today's Daf. Talks about Kfias Hamita flipping over the bed. Uh, a funny type of bed called a Dargish. Then we have some of the halachas of a base ovel, the conduct of a base ovel. Then we have eight minhagim that were changed as a sensitivity to the anim. Then we talk about having a hesped on Cholamoid for a Tamil Chacham and over. Crying, having expressions of Avelis for too long. But when we're talking about the Kviyas Amito, the Gemara tells us that if someone goes to an Avel's house, then depending on his relationship with the Avel, is going to depend on whether they need to flip over the beds for the Menachem to sit on. If he's comfortable with him, they're good friends, then you can leave the beds flipped over. But if not, then we should straighten out the beds for the guests. There's a story with Rava, who was sitting Shiva, and Abba Bar Marsa came to be Menachem Avel. Rava straightened out the beds because he figured we're not on such good terms. But Abba Bar Marsa had them flipped. He felt that they were more, more comfortable. And Rava made a comment. He's like, why? He said, Tal Machacham. like, totally didn't get that social cue. I guess, uh, I guess we are good friends. Hmm? If an Abba is traveling from one place to another, he should be Mima'et his business. But if he's not able to, he should only do business with someone else, together with his friends, but not his own business venture. Toysa says that we're talking about a Davara Aved, where he has no other option. This is, he can't push off this business deal. We have to figure out also why he's traveling. There's a shita that this is after the Avelos, after the Shiva. Now the Gemara says, at what point do we flip over the beds? So, Rabbi Ezer says, from the moment that the mace leaves the house, Rabbi Ezer and Yeshua hold, it's from the time that they, they bury him. It's called Yistam HaGoylel. There's a story where Rabbi Gamliel Hazokin passed away, and as soon as he left, as soon as the, the body left the house, Rabbi Ezer flipped over the beds, and then later by the Kavura, Rabbi Yeshua said, oh, now we should flip over the beds. And they said, oh, we already did it by Rebbe Yezer Shita earlier when he left the house. The Gemara then tells us, when do we flip the beds on Erev Shabbos? We flip it back over because we're not going to be doing this Avelos on Shabbos. After Mincha on Erev Shabbos. Rabbi Baravuna says, even though you're going to flip it back over after Mincha, don't sit on them until it's already Shabbos. And then, when it comes to Matzah Shabbos, even if you only have one day left to the Shiva, Avelos is Avelos, and we flip the beds back over for that last day, for Sunday. The Gemara also tells us that not only do we flip over the bed of the Avel, but every bed in the house gets flipped over. Rabbi talks about this. There's Tzvei Dinim of the Avel and the base Avel. This is a din in the base Avel. All the beds in the house need to be flipped over. Even if there are ten beds scattered all over the house. Even if only one family member is sitting Shiva. If there's a bed that isn't meant to be slept on, it's just to hold Kalim, that does not need to be flipped. Now the Gemara tells us that a Dargesh does not need to be flipped. You just stand it up. The Rishul Ben Gamaliel says that when doing Kfiyas Mita on a Dargesh, you don't just flip it over, you undo the straps and it falls by itself. Alrighty, so what is this Dargesh? Ula says that it's a special school of bed that they had to show we have so much... Uh, Revach in our house, we have an extra bed that nobody even sleeps on. That's where all the bracha from the house came. Rabbah doesn't like that. He says, that really, Dargish is the school of bed. 
when it comes to a king, the Mishnah tells us that if a king is in Avelis, he does not sit on the floor. There's a certain covet that he has to retain in his position. Why would he suddenly be sitting on a, on a bed? No one ever sits on this bed. So Ravaji says, why is that such a kasha? We never bring him over food to eat. And by Avelis, we do. So there are a lot of things that he's doing that are different. Let me tell you what kasha says, Ravashi. We have a Mishnah that says that a Dargish doesn't need to be flipped. It just needs to be stood up. If it's a regular bed and it's just a bed that is for a skula, why would you not need to flip it? Every bed in the, in the house needs to be flipped, right? Gemara says, you know, the truth is that's not such a, a kasha because it has the same din as a bed that's used for kalim. It doesn't need to be flipped. That's why you don't need to flip this dargish. The Gemara has another kasha. Let me tell you this. Rabbi Shivan ben Gamliel says that the dargish doesn't get flipped. You just undo the straps and it falls. If it's a regular bed, what, what are these straps? So Ravan said that he heard from this Rav who was always in the market that a dargish is a bed made of leather. We have another sheet that maybe a dargish of Yirmiya says that a dargish is uh, where it's weaved inside as opposed to wrapped around on top. We might, we paskin, the Gemara says, we paskin like Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel that you just need to unstrap the dargish. You don't need to flip it over. And Rabbi Akbar Acha says, B'Shem Rabbi Yoisi, that if someone has a bed that has these two center posts that go up to uh, like make a tent when you throw a sheet over it, so you can't flip that over because it doesn't have what to stand on upside down. So that you just stand up, that's enough. The Gemara also tells us that in order to be Mekayim Kviya one has to flip over the bed. And just sleeping on a chair or on, the, on a mat on the floor, that doesn't count. Now, when it comes to the base, all of the Gemara tells us that we're allowed to sweep, we're allowed to clean, we're allowed to do the dishes in the base of El, but we're not allowed to bring in besomim, things that smell nice. The Gemara says, really? By Kapara taught us that you're not allowed to make a bracha on besomim in the base of El. Yeah. I thought you're not allowed to bring it in in the first place. So the Gemara says there's two different cases. One is a base of El, where it's also to bring it in, and then there's a base menachamin. The house of the relatives. So there you are allowed to bring it in, but we shouldn't be making the brachas on those spices. Now we have a brand new Mishnah that tells us that when bringing food over to the base of all, the first day he doesn't eat his own food, so we bring him a meal. Don't bring it in any fancy baskets. Bring it in a regular pasha to basket. We also don't say the birchas avelem on cholamoid. We don't stand in the line and say the nechamos. We don't say the Berchaz Avelim, but we do do the Shura and the Menachemim, and then we go home. So it's just the Shura without the Berchaz Avelim on Cholamoid. On Cholamoid, we also don't put the Mita in the street because we don't want too much Hespedim on Cholamoid. And when it comes to women, we never put that, the Mita in the street because of the Kavod Isha. Now the Gemara tells us eight things, eight Minhagim that were changed for sensitivity of Aniyim. So originally, they used to bring fancy baskets of silver and gold to the Ashirim's house on the first day for their, for their Sudas Avelos. But the Aniyim had these Pashra baskets. Of, and that caused an embarrassment to the Aniyim. They felt inferior. So they were Masakin that every Avel is brought their food in the same Pashra basket because of the covet of the Aniyim. Next, they used to have different drinkware for the wealthy and the poor. The 
wealthy had these crystal glass clear cups, while the Aniyim had this colored glass. And that embarrassed the Aniyim, so they were masakin that everyone should use this colored glass. The third minog was that they originally used to leave the face of the usher uncovered by the Levaya. But Aniyim's face they would cover because their faces were darkened from hunger. But that embarrassed Aniyim that their, their Levayas were different. So they're masakin that all Faces should be covered by the Levaya for the covered of the Daniyim. The fourth minug is that they used to bring out the Ashirim in these fancy beds. And Aniyim got these very simple beds for Mesim. And that was embarrassing. They had a, a different Levaya than everyone else. So they made a Gezerah. They were masakin that everyone uses the same Pashat bed for the covered of Aniyim. The fifth minug that changed was they used to put a uh, nice smelling a mugmor, like incense, under the the body of someone who passed away with a stomach illness. It didn't smell good. So they had the spice. They made it, it, it helped with the odor. But anyone who had that medical condition was embarrassed when they were alive because they're like, what? That's going to be my Leviah? My Leviah is going to look different than everybody else's. That was very embarrassing. So they were masakin that to put this incense by every Leviah. The sixth minog was that they originally used to toivel all the kalim of a nida who passed away. But all the nidas were embarrassed because while they were alive, they realized, wait, if, if I, their leviah is going to look different. So they're masakin that they toivel all women's begadim, uh, kalim, but they covered of all living nidas. The seventh minog was that they used to also toivel for a Zov that passed away, but all the living Zovs, Zovins, were embarrassed that they would have a different Leviah. So they're masakin to toivel for everyone for the covet of the Zovin. The eighth minute was that they used to have Leviahs that costed an exorbitant sum. And the Lashon of the Gemara is that the cost of the Leviah hurt more than the loss of the relative. And it was so bad to the point that people used to just leave their dead and run to another city because they knew that they would never be able to pay for the Leviah. Rabbi Gamliel came along and he said, he set the standards for his own Leviah very low. And he said, I want to be brought out in just Kli Pishton. And everyone said, well, we don't need to be better than Rabbi Gamliel. So everyone used Kli Pishton and that lowered the price of Leviahs to affordability. Rav Papa brought it even lower. He says that we use burial shrouds that just cost the zuz, mamish the cheapest possible to keep the costs low. It's a respectable, respecting event, not an, not a lavish one. Now we said that on Cholamoy, we don't put the mita in the street because we don't want too many aspadim. Papa taught on this that when it comes to Atamu Chacham, we disregard Cholamoy doesn't matter. And it's going to be the regular aspadim, Kol Shekin, Hanukkah, and Purim, it's going to be a full hesped for Tamachachim. But that's only when he's there. If he's not there, then we're not going to do those hespedim. Ah, Rav Kahana did a whole hesped for Rav Zvid. And he wasn't there. So Rav Papi explains that they had just heard about his passing, so it was as if he was there. Ula said that they can bang on their hearts because of the Pasuk al when a Tamachachim passes away, we bang on our hearts. From the Pasuk al Shodayim Soiftim, we 
clap our hands and stomp our feet. The Gemara tells us that don't stomp your feet wearing sandals, only with shoes, because sandals can break one's leg. Now, Rabbi Yechanan says that at the end of the Shiva, the others still can't tell them, you know, okay, I'm done here, taste the shalom. He can't say shalom. So there's a nod. He nods his head, and then the menachamim go away. Rabbi Yechanan also says that everyone is chayef to stand for a nasi, when the nasi walks in, with two exceptions, an ovel and a chayla. And when people are standing for the nasi, Rabbi Yechanan says that the nasi tells everyone to sit down, but he doesn't tell the ovel and the chayla, shavu. And the rush explains that the lashon of shavu can also mean to stay, to remain. And that would sound awful. He's telling the ovel and the chayla to remain in their state. But everyone else, he says, oh, you don't need to stand for me anymore. Take a seat. Rabbi Yehuda Marav tells us that on the first day of Avelos, it is usher for an Avel to eat his own food. There's a machlaik as the Torah, Rabbeinu Yerucham, what the reason for this is. Rabbeinu Yerucham says that we want to show him that people are there for him, that care for him, and they're all. that's why we bring over food. But the Torah says it seems that it's a din in the Avel himself, because there's a simcha of eating one's own food. So the first day, we... Deny him that simcha. We bring him outsourced food. The Rebbeinu Shlelem told Yechezkel that you, you don't have to eat other people's food in Avelos. Which is mashma that every other Avel does have to eat someone else's meal. Rabbi and Rebbeis made a deal with each other that they would swap su'udais to be able to eat the other's meal. We had a similar lashon by Mishlech Monas. He used to swap su'udais. Rabbi Yudha Marav says that when there is a mace in the city, the entire city is usher to do melacha. And there was a story where Rav Hamnuna showed up to Darumto and he heard that someone had passed away. So he assumed that everyone wouldn't be working, but then he saw, he saw a couple of guys, they were doing their work. He said, oh, they should be put in Shamto and put them in Cherem. So they said, no, 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 you don't understand. In our city, we have a Chavah Kedisha appointed to take care of the mace. So I said, oh, if that's true, then I remove my cherim from them. Then they're allowed to do malacha because the kvura is being taken care of. The only reason why the malacha is usher is because we have to focus on taking care of the mace. Now, Rabbi Huda Marav tells us that anyone who is who, who cries, he, the Lashon the Gemara is hamaskasha al-meisoy. He, he takes it very, very hardly, but more than necessary, the death of his relative it will land up that he will be crying on another mace. There was a woman who lived near Ravuna. She had seven sons. One of them passed away. And she was crying a terrible amount, more than the proper amount. So Ravuna sent her a message and said, this is not proper. At some point, we need to stop crying. But she didn't listen to him. So he told her, if you listen to me, then fine, then good. But if not, you're going to have to prepare burial shrouds for another one. Gamara tells us that her next son died, and she continued crying until all of her sons died. And at the end, he told her, you're going to have to prepare your own tachrichim. And she cried herself to death. This Vasema says that there's not a chiv to cry, but there is a maximum amount of crying. Vaz also brings down that someone who does cry for during Avelos or for the Misa of Atamar Chacham, it shows very, very good things about him. Now the Gemara says there's a Pasuk, Al Tiv Kulames Ve'al Tonudu Loi. 
What does this mean? Means means more. Don't cry for the mace more than necessary. And don't be shaken up more than the shear. Again, it's not a chiyav. It's saying the maximum according to this fast emes. What is the shear? The Gemara says three days of crying, seven days of a hespid, 30 days without a haircut. And after that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, why are you being more merachim than I am? When the Pasuk says, Bahu Bahu Lahilech in Yirmiya, we have two explanations for this Pasuk. Rabbi Huda says that who is this one who is crying so much? It's someone who doesn't who is going is Hailech without sons. Rabbi Shub and Levi would only be Menachem Oval by someone who did not have sons. Because of this Pasuk, Bahu Bahu Lahilech. Rav Huna has a different explanation for the Pasuk. He says this is for someone who is hoylech, he does an Avera, and then does the Avera again. And this is Rav Huna's famous shita that once a person does Avera, and he does it a second time, it already becomes mutter. It doesn't mean it actually becomes mutter, but it becomes mutter to him. It feels less prohibited, violating. And now Rabbi Levi tells us that for the first three days of Avelos, the Avelim should feel like there is a sword between them. There's a certain element of danger between his, you should feel the sword between his shoulder blades. But from three days to seven days, the last four days of Shiva, he should feel like the, the sword is there, but it's, it's in the corner of the room. After that, he should feel like every now and then he bumps into this sword, this danger. Chazal tell us that once a new son is born into the family, this danger goes away, and there's a higher element of Nechama by that Simcha. Thank you for learning with me. May we always only hear Vesuras, Toivis, and Shirat Simchas. Have a wonderful day.